the New Testament, right? You, you actually start off the New Testament with Matthew, um, and, and it's an amazing gospel. Here, here's, me, here's what I got to tell you. Listen, if you are new in the faith, if you're old in the faith, and you've kind of walked away from your Bible, and you're kind of more into podcasts now, and you, you put down your Bible, and you're more into, like, worship playlists. Now i got to let you know the Bible is a place of healing, transformation. And there's no way you can recognize who God is in the world if you don't know who he is in his book. He left us this book. I remember in middle school, he'd say the Bible, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That's a pretty cool acronym. I believe that the church of Jesus is it's most effective when it knows the heart of God through the word of God. And we don't have to walk into culture and guess the heart and guess the motive and guess what does God want me to do, what does God want me to say, but we can see who he is in the Bible. Amen? Amen. So in the book of Matthew, listen, if you don't have a Bible, I want, to, I want to encourage you to invest in your relationship with God. All right? If you have a Bible, a physical Bible, can you raise it in the air like you just do care? Hello. All right. There you go. If your Bible glows, can you show it to me? Can you show it to me? There we go. Come on, somebody. Bring your Bible to church. Amen? I titled this message a verse because I want this verse to stick with you. Uh, Jesus says something really monumental in these verses. Let's go ahead and jump in right into the scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verses 21. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to, uh, to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day, be raised to life. So Jesus... Because he's God in man, 100% man, 100% God, he was not unaware that they were going to kill him. You guys know that. He was well aware they were going to capture him. He was well aware he was going to die for your sins. In fact, there's a nice happening in Gethsemane. Well, it's not nice. It's actually terrible. Jesus is sweating bullets. He's literally on his knees. He says, God, I'm about to go into the hands of the enemy. I'm about to go into the hands of these people, these guards. They're not going to gracefully take me to the cross. They're going to beat me. They're going to hurt me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to give me a crown of thorns. Jesus being trapped inside time, although he is God, he is outside time. So in the book of Matthew chapter 16, he's telling his disciples, yo, they're going to take me. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna hurt me. They're going to kill me. But watch this. I'm going to raise on the third day. That's what I'm going to do. Understand, Jesus is communicating. Y'all need to catch this because I'm already preaching. Jesus is communicating the plan of God well knowing that he's about to go through some suffering. Some of you guys would have read that report and would be like, this is the plan of the enemy. Jesus is communicating the plan of God and does not put suffering to the side. He says, no, in this suffering, I'll be raised. This is what's going to happen. It's going to be some valleys. You guys remember that? There's going to be some valleys. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be some, some question marks. But don't be afraid because I'm raising on the third day. And verse 22, listen, we're Peter in this story. It says Peter in verse 22. Somebody say, I'm Peter. Sometimes I'm unaware. Peter took him aside. He said, oh, Jesus, you said you're going to die. You said they're going to take you. I've seen you calm storms. I've seen you heal lepers. I've seen you raise the dead from the grave. I've seen you do it. And you're going to tell me they're going to take you and they're going to kill you. They're going to kill my Jesus. Ah, uh -uh. Jesus, come here. I love this. He says he took him to the side to rebuke him. He was going to confront Jesus. Jesus, you sound real, you're talking crazy, boy. Ain't nobody going to put their hands on you. Verse 22, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He said, never, Lord. 
This shall never happen to you. Keep that verse. Because this is some of your perspective tonight. Suffering can't touch me because I believe in Jesus. It can't touch me. Sickness can't touch my family because we believe in Jesus. What does Jesus say? Verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You're naive. You're naive. You don't understand how God works. You don't really get it. It's not my plan. Get behind me, Satan. Obviously, you know, he's talking to the spirit and not the man, right? I'm not talking to Peter. He's talking about the spirit of Peter, right? Get behind me. You're a stumbling block. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Verse 24, then Jesus says to his disciples. So Jesus is being confronted by Peter as he's being rebuked. He rebukes him. He says, whoa, whoa you're trying to rebuke me? Satan, back up. Just because it's a little suffering, just because it may look like I'm dying, I am dying, I'm raising on the third day. You think it works this way, but that's not exactly how it works. Then he turns to disciples, and this is the verse tonight that we're preaching. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. First idea tonight, sometimes comfort can be the beginning of the wrong perspective. Sometimes your comfortability can be the beginning of your destruction. If you're comfortable in church, you got to get uncomfortable. If you're comfortable with, amount, with the amount of people you're bringing to church, you got to get uncomfortable. I was sitting with Pastor Choco in Chicago like a month ago. He's he literally, he was on Time Magazine being uh, most influential people in the world. He's on that list with Barack Obama. I'm sitting next to this dude in his house, hanging. I'm like, God. You said him in places. Hello. <laughs> Sitting next to him. He's talking to me. He's like, yeah, you know, I came back from Indonesia, and I was speaking uh, to a lot of people, or India, sorry, and I'm speaking to, you know, the pastors over there, and, 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 and they tithe 20%. And he says, that's not biblical. They just took on another sacrifice. He said, so I came back from that trip, and I told my family, we need a family meeting. I want all you guys to start tithing more. Not because the Bible says, but because we're going to make a sacrifice for God. We're going to make room for God to do something. I'm sitting next to this dude so uncomfortable with my little stuff. I'm like, hmm. I still do 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm uncomfortable. I, you got to get around people that are pushing you to God, pushing you to growth, pushing you to be uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, you might just be in the wrong way. Because this Christian walk is uncomfortable. If you found a way to follow Jesus while you're comfortable, you're this close to falling. Yeah. If you found a way to chill, relax, and be in the back seat of your relationship with God, you're in the midst of something destructive. When you're comfortable, I want you to look in the mirror and say, Satan, get thee behind me. Get thee behind I'm not here to be comfortable. If I'm comfortable, I don't look like Jesus did. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. Number one, someone say deny yourself. Denying yourself, it takes humility. Do you hear me tonight? Some of you guys, what's in the way of you getting saved is your pride. 
What's in the way of you being the leader you, that God's called you to be is your pride. You don't like getting under leadership. You don't like being submissive. You, you come against all leadership in your life, all types of, it started in school and now it's your family and now you're, you're barely respecting your boss behind his back. You're t- pride can be the biggest thing in your way of your growth. We need, we, we need humility in the church because as we're humble, we're denying ourselves. We're being who God called us to be. Jesus said, you want to be my disciple? First, deny yourself. And he gives these three things. Pick up your cross and follow me. He gives a list, one, two, three. But you can't move on to the next one until you understand the first one. You can't move on to growth until you understand, I need to deny myself daily. That's why you're different than people around you, because they wake up and do whatever they want to do, except for you. Because when you wake up, you say, I can't do what I want to do. I'm denying myself. If I'm a Christian, I need to be like Christ, not like John. Maybe like Christ. I need Think differently. Do differently. Deny my flesh. Deny myself. Deny some things. Deny some people. Deny some offers. Deny some areas. Deny some lifestyles. Deny some sin. I need to sin less. This is for God. The Holy Spirit just gave this to me. This is for somebody. You have to stop. You need, like, sin less. <laughs> y'all with me? Some of y'all are like, man, we sinners. You need to sin less. And sin worse. Sin less and sin worse. You're so far from sin. If you sin less and when you sin, it's huge, I think you're in a good place. Because that's how God could pick you back up. When you sin all the time and that's all your lifestyle is and it's little, 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 you'll find yourself doing something you never thought you would ever do. You find yourself making the dumbest decision of your life when you just let little sin, little sin, little, no, no, no. Fall hard, but barely fall. Fall hard. Y'all with me tonight? That wasn't even in my notes. Humility, 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 humility. You guys with me tonight? We all far short of the glory of God. I'm not giving you a license to sin. I'm not saying this and your struggle, your struggle, this is a region you're struggling. God wants you on the other side of that struggle. But sometimes, listen, we get complacent, we get comfortable, we say, I'm supposed to live this way. I'm supposed to walk this way. No, you are not. You're supposed to move forward into who God's called you to be. No such thing as a generational curse to a child of God. You got a different family. You got a different daddy. Nope, that's not your dad. You got a better daddy, and he's never leaving you, and he's never forsaken you, and he'll never fail you, and he's for you. Somebody say, be humble. humble. Sit down. (laughs) Be humble. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That's false humility, when you think less of yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, humble me. That's another side of pride. It's called false humility. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's literally just thinking of yourself less. Praying for more people than you're praying for yourself. Laying hands in someone else's situation instead of only being caught up in your world and your life and your money and your relationships. How's your life? How's your money? How's your relationships? What can I pray for you for? Is there anything bothering you? Is there anything coming outside of you? I'm denying myself. Somebody say deny yourself. Deny yourself. I love this. My life wasn't, my, my life was given so it isn't mine. My life was given. If you're having a hard time, listen, all of us, we're hitting three. Deny, take, and follow. If you're having a hard time with denying yourself, you got to understand your life isn't yours. It was given, so it was not yours. What say did you have in you being born? 
You chose your parents? You chose the area you grew up in? No, you didn't. It's a gift. Right? $5. You want $5? (laughs) It's Dale's $5 bill, so it has to go back to Dale. But just for the example. Look, my life life was given, so it isn't mine. So here's $5. (laughs) She said, thank you. You ain't getting that back, right? Yes, I am. Hold up. It's yours now, right? Now give it to her. Wait, don't give it to her. Why? Because you're caught up in your own world. Hold the five up. That's some of us, that's, that's some of us have our finances. This is my five. I'm not giving it up. When you understand it's a gift, it's so much more easier to flow through you. Give it to her. Oh, wow. So what'd you do? You became a vessel. You denied yourself. You're, you're able to be used by God because you understand your life was given. I don't know. I don't know if I want to serve in church. I don't know. I'm busy. Your life was given to you, and God is asking for it back. I don't know if I can go to church every week. I like going clubbing. I like to club. I don't know if I could do this church thing. I like sinning. You'll never understand how to give your life until you understand it was given. Can I get an amen in this room tonight? Because you've been given life, why is it so hard to let go? Someone say, deny yourself. Because you've been given life, why is it so hard sometimes to let it go? Because you think it's yours. You think it's yours. It's not yours. My life isn't mine. The Christian walk starts with denial. I got to deny myself. I got to deny my will. Let's go up verse 24. Whoever wants to be my disciple, deny themselves, take up your cross, and follow me. Someone say, take up your cross. Take up your cross. cross. To pick up the cross, you need to let something down. Some of us get the order wrong. You guys with me tonight? Some of us, next idea, some of us get the order wrong and try to carry a lifestyle we haven't surrendered. Jesus says, deny yourself, then pick up the cross. Some of us found a way to get comfortable in church. You're not denying yourself, but you're picking up a cross that your character can't match up with. You got the order wrong. You're trying to carry a lifestyle that you haven't even surrendered. That's the word for somebody tonight. So you're going to church, but you're still on loving people. But you're going to church, but you won't let go of that bad attitude. So you're going to church and you're believing in Jesus, but you're consciously walking in the wrong direction every single day. So you're saved and you're believing, but you're hurt and you're hurting people. You found a way to carry a cross that you haven't denied. You found a way to walk and live a life without denying yourself. Don't get the order wrong, y'all. If this, if this message is for you to deny yourself, man, deny yourself. Be more humble. Say, my life is not mine. My life is God's. My finances, my, my finances is God's. I'm stewarding God's finances. I'm stewarding this family I've been placed. I'm stewarding it. I need to take care of it. Because it's not mine. And Jesus says, deny yourself and then pick up the cross. I came to encourage someone, listen, the cross comes with character. Yeah. 
The cross you carry comes with character. If you found a way to carry a cross and not change your character, all you're doing is hurting yourself and hurting people. Because you're carrying the Christian label, but you're still walking like you're in the world. You're carrying the Christian clothes and the church merch and, hey, hello, how you doing? But you're, you're still the same person. All you do is switch outfits. You found a way. You found a way to pick the cross up without denying yourself. You found a way to walk and sound like everyone else without actually seeking after change and seeking after denial and saying, God, I deny my flesh. I deny my body. I deny my will, and I'm taking on your will. The cross comes with character. Listen, to carry a cross, you'll need to carry a character. To carry the cross, you got to walk like you're carrying a cross. Jesus not on the floor. Jesus on your back. Carrying this cross into the darkest storms, to the darkest nights. Deny yourself and carry your cross. I love that. If you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, take up your cross. Somebody say follow. Somebody say follow. I love this pastor in, in, in Lakeland. He, he preached this. I want to give you his message from two weeks ago. His one point. Can you put it up? He says, you don't wake up a spiritual leader. Some of you guys are like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual. Listen, everyone's spiritual. Not everyone's a spiritual leader. Buddhists are spiritual. Everyone's spiritual, right? Go on Instagram. Oh, I'm spiritual. I'm a spiritual. Oh, rest in peace. May he, may he go to heaven. I don't even know you believe in heaven. You, you're an atheist. How do you believe in heaven? Everyone's spiritual. Not everyone's a spiritual leader. Not everyone's walking in the spirit. I love this idea. You don't wake up a spiritual leader. Oh, boom, I prayed hard enough. Boom, I'm a spiritual leader. No, this is how it happens. You step into who God called you to be. You'll look back and notice that people are behind you. You don't wake up a spiritual leader. You don't pray about it. God, make me a spiritual leader. Make me a spiritual leader. I didn't say, God, make me a pastor. Make me a pastor. Make me a pastor. I fell in love with the Bible. I fell in love with God. I stepped into who he called me to be, and I looked back behind me, and I got some people walking with me. You want to follow God, but you don't want to step into who he's called you to be. Following God is always going to lead you to, to, to deny the status quo. To not stay in the same places. Following Jesus will always result in people following you. Always. If there are no people following you, you're doing this thing wrong, my friend. Because Jesus says, go into the, all the world and make disciples. He didn't say, go into all the world and post. Go into all the world and scream. He said, go into all the world and make disciples. Get some people alongside of you. Build some people up. Who are you building? Is it only yourself? Are we being leaders that are saying, God, I'm going to follow you. And I'll look back one day and notice I got a couple people behind me walking with me. Deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. Listen, evangelism is an extension of following Jesus. How many of us believe in evangelism? Inviting people to church, speaking to them, communicating the gospel. Well, the Bible says it's like a fire shut up in my bones. I'm like a walking nuclear weapon. Like, watch out, because you might get some Jesus. You better not be in line with me in Starbucks, because I'll pay you forward, and I'll meet you after and say, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. 
with the love of God. Can, is there anything you need me to pray for? Yeah. Walking with that intentionality. You guys with me? I'm not that good of an evangelist. Well, let's learn how to be Christian. It's an extension of following Jesus. It's reaching the people. If you know he's the way, the truth, and the life, there's people who are not in the way, who are people who are not in the truth, and they're dying. Man, if we know this good bread, we're going to go to the people who are begging for him, and they don't even know it. I got this crazy statistic, and we're going to go a bit over time tonight. 80% of churches are declining in attendance. Now, that's a scary number. 80% of churches are declining. 17% of churches are growing in church people. What does that mean? This church is growing because other people, other church people are just run, running around all the different churches. So 80% are declining, 17 are growing through other church people. And watch this, this is scary. 3% of churches are growing because of outreach, because of evangelism. How many of you guys believe that New Birth is that 3%? Come on, if you believe that, can you say we're that 3%? I'm not going after church people. I'm going after the drug dealers in the corner. I'm not going after church people. I'm going after the girl who's battling suicide, who's battling alcohol, who's battling. Come on. We're going to be the church that goes into the world with this message of Jesus. Unafraid, unashamed. Deny yourself and see what God could do. Deny yourself. Carry your cross and walk and walk. And you'll see people behind you. Deny yourself. Carry your cross. And follow God. My last idea, just for somebody, for the supernatural to take place, there must be a, a, a natural need. For the supernatural to take place in your life, there needs to be a natural need. The foundation, the premises, the common denominator with every miracle in the Bible is not faith. It's the natural need. Now that was for somebody in here. Because you thought more faith would bring the miracle. No. The common denominator in every miracle is a natural need for a supernatural God. So you may be in here with some type of natural need. Do not be afraid. Do not give up. Keep the hope. Keep, 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 keep that heavenly spirit. Walk in peace. Walk positively. Do your job the best you could do it. Be the best student you can be. Yeah, you've been dealt some hard cards in life. We've all been dealt some hard cards. If I, if I hold this mic here for everyone, tell everybody what you're going through. We'll be here all night. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. Man, whenever there's a natural need, that's when my supernatural God can step in. Whenever there's a natural hole, that's when my supernatural God can step in and do something incredible. You see, God's, God's doing something in NBYA. But I got a deeper question. Is God doing something through you? God is, God is speaking. God's moving. Man, is God doing it through you? 
Let's throw up that verse. I'm going to end on this verse. Matthew 16, 24 is my whole, my whole message tonight. Just, just verse 24. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. If you want to be my disciples, whoever wants this, whoever really wants this, whoever wants change in their city, how many guys believe Newville is going to be an avenue and an instrument for God to reach our city of Kissimmee? How many guys believe that? Point Sienna and Newport Richie included. It's whoever wants it, though. You know what I'm saying? It's whoever wants this. God's got a blessing. God's got some stuff, but you got to want it. God's got peace on the other side, but you got to want it. And it's going to cost you some things. It's going to cost you your life. But why, 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 why gain the whole world, lose my soul? Can we keep reading? Do you have verse 25? Whoever wants, whoever wants, this is what Jesus says after. He says, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. I was going to even preach this. I love how they have it, though. They're amazing. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever's like, man, I got to save this life, this world, this everything, this world I'm seeing, this world I'm looking, it's everything to me. It's number one, it's number one. No, no, no. Whoever wants to save their life, they'll lose it. They'll lose it, but whoever loses their life for, for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they believed? The verse doesn't say that. It says God's coming back to reward people according to what they've done. According to what they have done. This, this verse is evidence that Christianity doesn't stay in your head. Christianity doesn't stay in your closet. Christianity doesn't stay on Instagram. You're posting a life that's not really you. If the internet goes, some of your profiles is your life. No, that's not your life. You're, 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 the person on Instagram doesn't go to heaven. You do. The person on Instagram doesn't, you know, have an eternal location. You do. And, and Christianity can't get stuck in our heads or stuck in our emotions. It needs to get fleshed out into what we're actually doing. God says, whoever wants to be my disciple, deny yourself. Come on, bow your heads. Join me in this prayer. All over the room. We're gonna end, we're gonna land the plane tonight right here. For the Holy Spirit in this place. Whoever wants to be my disciple, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. The Bible says in the end of days, people will have itchy ears. They will hear the gospel, they will hear the convicting message of the Holy Spirit, they will resist. They will resist. I don't know about you tonight, but the Holy Spirit, because he convicts me, I know he loves me. Because he convicts me, I know he's still talking to me. The conviction of God is a sign of a love of God. If I know I'm supposed to change in an area, that's not for me to be discouraged. That's for me to walk and grow up and walk into a new life and walk into a new path. If whenever you get disciplined by your parents and you avoid it, you'll, you'll be a grown baby. 
But God says, deny yourself. Deny it. Take up your cross. Not everyone can take their cross up like you can. That's why you're a leader. That's why you know you're called for something greater than this. That's why you know you're called and you're destined for something amazing. Because you know how to carry your cross. You just forgot to deny yourself. Deny the flesh. Deny the things of the world. And walk in righteousness. All over this place, every head bowed, eyes closed.